This is Radio Havana, Cuba. This is Radio Pyongyang of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. This is Moscow. something new. What are we doing? I don't know. I really don't know. But it's a little something for Napod Pomo. Let me pull down that, uh, let me pull that nice little intro down there. Bear with me, folks, as I try to figure out what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, I'm just trying to give uh, Chris Perillo a run for his money, and um, so we're here. It's November 1st. It's uh, Napod Pomo. Uh, we're recording. We've got an intro. That's a good thing. Uh, that's usually what takes all this time. And let me... Why, let's get to our first Skype caller, shall we? I've been trying to get something on Skype here. Oh, let's turn that down, shall we? Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Oh, this makes for compelling podcasting, folks. Well, it worked in rehearsal, didn't it? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Hooray! <laughs> that was your end, not my end. Yeah, that was me. Sorry. Jeez, Louise. How does Chris Perillo do this? Do he just <laughs> sits and... Do I have a coupon code? That's an excellent question. Okay, so on the phone is... Is... Verso. Verso. <laughs> Today, it's Verso. So, the name of yeah. the show is Crazy Talk. Okay. So what do we have for Crazy Talk today? What's your rant? Oh, geez. You're going to have me rant? Um, yes. Can I rant about pajama bottoms? Is that Oh, a good please one? do. Okay, so here's the deal. Pajama bottoms in public, um, stop. It's not like it's hard. They're not actual clothes. Nope. Please quit it. Please, in the name of all that's holy, quit it. You know, even the raggediest pair of jeans is still better than pajama bottoms. They're not meant for public consumption. Knock now, it off now. Somebody tweeted, uh, I think it was Kyla, I believe, tweeted today, and no, no, it was Nico Herzog who tweeted, I can't tell the difference between college students and um, and hobos because of the yeah. pajama bottoms. What's up with that? Yeah. I wish I knew. It's frustrating. <laughs> and it's, I, I know this isn't a problem that is uh, specific to Portland, but I know it's something that certainly doesn't help our image as people think everybody here is either half hippie or half um, 
psycho outdoor hiker person. So, you know, either way, it's not a super, you know, we're not known for being fancy people. Um, you don't have to be that fancy. It's their pants. You can put on real pants. I'm opposed to sweatpants too, but at least sweatpants aren't explicitly designed to be something you only wear in bed. Me too. That's crazy. Come on. Yeah. I mean, how lazy. I have a pair of sweatpants. I have pairs of pajama pants, but you don't wear them out of the house. Well, how, how lazy do you have to be to not get out of your jammies or your, your, your slippers? I mean, come on. Just, you know. The pairing with the slippers is just really adding insult to injury, in my estimation. Yeah. Yeah. And there are people who should know better who still do this, and I find that equally aggravating. Uh, we went to uh, Dim Sum today, and we Where'd got there go? about Wong's King. It's Wong's where you King. go. <laughs> yes. Over there on 82nd, um, right? Uh, Division, and I think it's like 90th. We'll be looking for Something some like that, sponsorship, but... Wong. That's where it's at. And uh, we were there. It's like one thirty in the afternoon. And there's this uh, girl who's standing there. She's probably eight, nine years old. And she's got her you know, winter jacket on because it's a little chilly outside. And she's wearing pajama pants. Like, you could be bothered to put on shoes in order to leave the house. And you could be bothered to put on a coat because it's chilly outside. So if you need a coat, how come you don't need to be wearing actual clothing on the bottom half of your body? She was wearing a coat? Uh-huh. With her pajama pants. And pajama pants, yes. Okay. Well, maybe they were flannel or something. I don't know. No. That's crazy. And uh, it, 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 it wasn't okay. So, yeah. Um, the chat room says, what is the radius from the house that pajama bottoms are a go? And I say the end of the driveway. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, if you're going out and picking up the paper. Get the uh-oh. mail, get the paper. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see and that. And it's also a time limit. I'm going to go with that, too. It's a time limit. <clears throat> you know, um, you can go out and pick up the paper in your jammy pants, but uh, don't mow the lawn in your jammy pants. Or don't mow the lawn barefoot. No barefoot. Well, you should never Don do P. that anyway. I'm talking to you. Yeah, Don P is a crazy person. Yeah, it was we know bizarre. It. And yeah. we only know that because he live-streamed the event. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a weird world where men... Don Cam is awesome. Mow the, uh, mow the lawn in bare feet and live-stream it. I mean, it, it's crazy, right? I mean, it, yeah. we'll know... I, I think we know everything about everybody. Like, all their bad habits come out. You know, because we broadcast mm-hmm. them. We're on Twitter all day, you know. Yeah. You know, it's well, like, and oh. I think I think it's also helping to shrink the world a little bit, which was really not a problem Portland had to begin with. Portland's oh, yeah. everybody's always randomly reminded how small a place Portland actually is. Right. And I, you know what? I get a sense that Portland's is Portland better at this whole pajama pants thing or? Than other places, or do you think other you mean, places are sloppier? Do we, do we see it more here? Well, I I get a sense that around the country people are even sloppier. You know, it but could it, be. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're eating your White Castle and your 
Krispy Kremes, you know, and you're just in your jammies and your sweats all the time. I mean, at least yeah. here in Portland, you know, people are wearing sweats because they, they actually run. They actually exercise, you know. That's true. They actually have bodies that look like they are supposed to be in the sweats, you know. It's yeah. like if you're wearing like actual sweats workout clothing yeah. and you're gigantic, uh, what are you doing in the sweats? You're not working out. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm I'm having yeah, a drink. Yeah, I go with now. that. I would say. Oh my word! This what are you drinking, Doctor Normal? Um, I'm having a little. You know, I I did not drink yesterday at all. By <gasps> the way, Halloween. Not one. How drop. did you survive Halloween? Uh, I I, I ate a Whiffies late at uh, night. Well, that'll do. Yeah. Well, I was designated driver, so you know I had to be uh, kind of okay. cool. Um, yeah. And Halloween on a Saturday night was crazy. I so, can't even imagine. That's right. So right now I'm just drinking a little single malt McClellan scotch. Nice end Very of the nice. day kind of a thing. What are you drinking? Um, Right now it is, uh, what is it? English breakfast black tea. Oh, yeah. I've been drinking a lot of that myself. <laughs> Actually. No, seriously. I've been getting the PG, PG tips. Some of that too. And then oh I yeah, how is tu- that? Tuka, it's it's all right. It's all right. It's nice. It steeps like in two seconds. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, no kidding. It's like you just drop it in, and you got to pull that that bag thing out like two seconds. So, huh. but I have the uh, little balls. I don't know what those are. They're little balls. They're they're t- start with a T or something. They're they look like little balls of leather, and they taste like balls of leather. <laughs> it tastes like chewing on a glove. I'm not joking. I can't remember the name of it. Maybe someone in the chat room knows the name of this uh, tea. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's good stuff. So I had a little of that earlier today as I was trying to set this crazy thing up. So uh, what's trending on Twitter? I got my laptop here. Uh, let's find out. Let's see what's trending on... Uh, Quick to the feeds! Yeah, of course, the real-time feeds. <laughs> you know? Now, where do you go Where do you go to get the real-time feeds? Because you're, you're, um, you're kind of a nerdy girl. Gal. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I have... No. <laughs> okay, that's it. This call yeah. is over. <laughs> I'll give you the same... If you do it again, I'll give you the same warning I gave BMW when he did it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, oh, if you call me Gal again, there. I will knock you out. Mm, not good. Gal? Um, you don't like Gal? Yeah, Gal's, Gal's the one I don't like, yeah. Really? Really. Huh. It just seems a little, uh, I don't know. It, it From there, it seems like it's not that far to hun, and I get that a lot from, uh, sweet I used cheeks? to get that a you lot. like sweet cheeks? <laughs> I don't mind it. Um, never known anyone who said it with a straight face. Um, oh, they, they exist. Yeah. Um, Hun is usually the people who would call when I was a, 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 a software support technician. I'd get Hun from people who wanted me to transfer them to the real technician because I had a female voice. They figured I clearly wasn't the person they would talk to to get their computer fixed. So. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys, they call you Hun. Speaking of which, so here's my guy in tech support right here. <laughs> It's my tech support guy right here. 
if you saw the strange love live or not you'd know what that that was <laughs> and then we've got uh i don't know if you can see him over here we've got aussie darth vader aussie darth vader um i can't see him yet i don't know <laughs> i don't know what the hell i'm doing so what's what do we got trending on the twitter <laughs> uh yankees what's going on with them um, I think they won, and I I, I don't <laughs> know win? that they I don't know that they won tonight's game so much as uh, Philadelphia just sort of handed it to them. Um, Who are you let's rooting see what for? Else is trending. I don't see uh, Yankees on uh, search. Any, anyone against the Yankees? Phillies. You just looking at the homepage? Yeah, I went. To, well, I went to my home my Twitter homepage. Oh, here we go. Here's like I'm logged in and went twitter.com slash home. Yeah. And so the trending topics down the side are the worst, Halloween, Yankees, Music Monday, For Your Entertainment, Paranormal Activity, Good Night, A-Rod, oh. Google Wave, and This Is It. Seriously? It, it Seriously. must be a Sunday. Because yeah. those are really crappy trending topics. They totally are. So nothing. Okay, there. so let's hear, let's hear about... Uh, your stance on this is it on this is it oh yeah i don't you know you know i don't even have time for trending topics you know that isn't that sad <laughs> i seriously don't i generally don't look at them because it's not usually something i am interested in um i like breaking news. i like it better when we used to be able to make things trend <laughs> yeah uh we made um Oh shoot! Now I don't remember what it, I, I've got a screenshot um, of it somewhere. Ignite Portland. We we've trended a couple of ignites. We trended WordCamp Portland. I think to the top. We trended no, seriously to silly. the top. So yeah, we've done a variety of them. I think. Uh, how do I do this? How do I conference someone in? Do you think I can conference somebody in here? Um. Let's see. I honestly don't remember. Skype test call. Yep. No. Oh, well, how, how am I supposed to conference? Well, you could try units? Skyping them in and oh, see. There she is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> dude, I don't think Cammy's ever seen Chris Perillo. <laughs> well, I mean, she's seen Chris Perillo, but, uh, yeah. Uh, how the hell do you do a conference here? Um, under more. Many. Under more. Where's I think more? in the call, if you go to more. Oh. The, the, okay. I know there's an add to conference option, but I don't know if. You oh. can do that. Oh, here, here, here we go. I think Menu. you have to do it. You called. And then, jeez, uh, oh, man. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, answer. Okay, wait a minute. Let me. I'm going to okay. answer something. I might drop you, so hang on. Okay. I'm hanging. Hold current call. Okay, so hang on. Hello? I can't hear Hello. you. Hello? Hey. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm, uh, well, oh, this is exciting. Yeah, this is very, very exciting. I have to turn off the the thing here so that I can talk to you. I hear you twice now. Yeah, turn that off. Is anybody? Hey, anybody in the chat room? What do I? What do I click on to conference the call? Do we know? We probably know. I don't know. This click is, on the word more. Yeah, hang on. Can't you do an add to conference call? This is quite literally the most boring show I've ever watched. This is why I don't watch podcasts. 
You know what, caller? Um, you, yeah. Thanks for that. Am I an audio troll? Yeah, you're totally an audio troll. Should I say something nice? I, I got resume call with Kelly. Let me we'll try, try that. it. See if it hangs up on me. Yeah. Hold the other call. <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm, I'm looking for the chat room. Uh, jeez, man. Call. Hang on. Uh, combine calls to create conference. That would be under call. Hey! hey! Oh, my God. That was really it's exciting. Like brain happening. surgery here. This newfangled oh, Skype. You guys were making me fall asleep. And <laughs> I'm saying that, I mean, granted, I'm laying in my bed and I'm all comfy. Are and you stuff, in your jammies? I'm in my house. Yeah, she's not trying to leave the house. I am in my house. I can wear all the pajamas I want to. I can wear 10 pairs of pajamas right now and not a word <laughs> could be said about it. I thought the paja- once. pajama subject was good. She's the wearing all the jam. Fine. It was when you guys got to the whole like uh, trending thing. That oh, you know, I'm sorry. It's not, like, it's not like there's anything exciting trending right now. That's true. Are we talking pajamas? What do we? So, so what do you want to talk about? So, caller, what do you want to talk about? I want to know what everyone was for Halloween. That was yesterday, people. This is still a valid topic. Halloween's a very important thing, and it doesn't get enough <laughs> time and energy in the media. Okay. Kelly, what were you... Have I identified myself yet? Do we know I'm who Cammy, you are? I don't know. I'm this Cammy is... freaking chaos. Tell me what you were for Halloween. I don't know, Mrs. Dr. Normal. I don't, I'm not sure you've identified yourself yet. I'm Cammy. <laughs> she just did. Hey, <laughs> Kelly, yeah, what I were you want... for Halloween? I, I can tell you I one actually... thing. She's not a gal. <laughs> I actually wasn't anything. We didn't end up getting to do anything, so I didn't even dress up because I'm lame. You didn't even put, like, kitty cat ears on or anything? No. Hmm. I did make Rice Krispie Treat tombstones to send to the office with my husband. Okay. Does that count? Yeah, it does. You did something. It's Halloween activity. Okay. Dr. Normal, what were nope. you Hang on. Halloween? Hang on. I got another call okay. here. So oh I'm going to put you guys on hold. Very confusing. I'm going to see yeah. if this works. I have no clue what I'm doing, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. There you are. There I am. I should probably pause the other one. Okay. Yeah, please do. Okay. Are the dishes done yet? Okay. So we should have, right now, we should have Cammie. And wait a minute, who's on hold here? I'm hearing dishes. That would be me. Okay. But I'm, I'm sitting here on a headphone, and I should try to mute the dishes part. Okay, so, jeez, uh, I'm never going to be a talk show host. Of course, they, <laughs> you know, they don't have to do video. They don't have to run a TriCaster. What do you mean start conference call? Oh, I see. I can't just add you to the conference call? It this says I'm the host now, and it says Candy's on hold. Uh, let me see what happens here. Call on hold. And, and versus on hold, and you're there. Um, remove from conference. Hold the conference. 
Oh, this is crazy. I need someone to uh, ride shotgun here. Do, Do you more. need me to hang up or let me see? Okay. Welcome to Napod Pomo <laughs> 2009. The reason why Kemi Chaos doesn't listen to podcasts or watch live streams. Um, no, I'm the host. We got a call in progress. Um, I can't seem to add remove from the conference. Oh, wait a minute. What do I do here? Hang on. Hey. Oh. Hi. Hey. Okay. How do you? Hang on. I, I'm getting there. Oh, are you guys all on? Yeah, I think so. Yes. I'm here. Jeez Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Does this the Skype well thing was made in Europe, right? <laughs> We're starting to sound like some sort of like bizarre robotic. Skype is really easy. It's the problem is when you're running all this other crap at the same time. It's it's kind of hard. So. Uh, where were we? <laughs> I wanted to know why people aren't dressing up for Halloween. It upsets me. Okay. I just didn't have the, I don't know what this year, but it just, I really wasn't you know feeling it. I usually you've been, do. You've been sick. You've been sick. I forgive you. I, you're off the hook. There's no forgiveness Thank you for here. that dispensation. Betsy, did you dress up? Oh, no. I haven't dressed up for years. Are you serious? What the I am wrong with you people? Well, you know what? Here's the deal. My costumes are usually made from... Let me see. The last costume I think I'd made, I used an old bridesmaid dress. Um, and I was the tooth fairy, which should give you a pretty good idea. That is of awesome. How hideous that dress was. Um, it was <laughs> oh. Hey, guys. Marie. I have to go. I have an unexpected visitor. And, oh, uh, okay. and okay. I need to put her back to bed. Just hang up. Okay. Good night, everybody. Okay. Good night, night and good night to your visitor. I thought we'd never get rid of that collar. <laughs> I'm crazy in the head. So uh, Morgan was Evil Knievel last night. In a I heard about the costume. I Evil did not Knievel. get to see the it costume. It was beautiful. It was absolutely wonderful. That's fantastic. Yep. It was good. I liked it. I'm and impressed. being somebody who, you know, grew up with Evil Knievel, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, pretty, uh, pretty well versed in Evil Knievel. Evilness. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. This is about as compelling as the Twit Network. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> well... But hey, I'm I'm working toward my first 1.5 million. Well, hey. tell me, tell me what your overall goal with the show is. Do you want people to come on here and rant? Do you want people to come on here and that sounds I mean, good? Ranting. For, yeah. Basically, you, you I needed to submit a podcast okay. for uh, Napod Pomo because okay, so <laughs> Napod Pomo, what the heck? People are like, what is it? Uh, in November. Just like NaNoWriMo and NabBlowHo, I don't know, you know, blogging once a month, writing right. a novel. Right. Every day for a month, yeah. Every day for a month, yeah. they have a podcast every day for a month. And I'm not sure when it was started. Uh, I think it was started uh, like two years ago, two or three years ago. But 
I got into it last year and uh, met some cool people. And, you know, generally I didn't podcast. I mean, I was kind of posting shows that we had done previously and then doing our live stuff. And, you know, there was a lot going on. And uh, at one point, Cammy did Ignite, and I posted that. So it's happening this year. It's November 1st. Uh, this year, I'm going to do something new and live every single day. Um, I had some, I have, we have plans for launching some new shows. As you know, we did, uh, we've got Meme PDX going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working uh, with some other folks um, to launch, um, launch some stuff. And uh, I've got a few other projects in the waiting, but. You know, it's like these things take time to hatch. So uh, I was kind of scrambling to do something tonight. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think a ranting podcast would be really great. But we're 25 minutes in and no one's ranted. Well, I mean, Verso <laughs> oh, oh, gave oh, us oh. The, the pajama rant. So right. I'm all open to ranting. But this is the thing that people have to understand, and you guys have heard me say this before either privately or publicly and that is that you know this media is organic it's like blogging it's supposed to be the first draft it's supposed to you know evolve in front of the audience this isn't like you sit down and you do market research and you plan for six or 12 months and then you launch the show um what you want to do is you want to get out there and, and make it happen and then see how it evolves. That's how Strange Love Live evolved. Um, that's how Meme PDX is evolving right now. And that's how all the other future shows will evolve. And that's the, the great thing. And, and, and your audience actually, um, hopefully they persevere and um, they feel a deeper connection to you. So that wasn't a rant. <laughs> Okay. Well, Welcome let me ask you this. Camp. Is profanity allowed? <laughs> you know, uh, sure. I mean, I don't know. I, okay. We haven't we haven't defined Well, it the is rules. your show. I, I haven't figured out the rules yet. Okay. You know. So I, I have mean, a I, rant. Well, I'm all for rants, you know. <laughs> I think that the, the general topic or the general theme, and then I have one specific instance. Um, the general theme is asswipe drivers. Uh, the the specific is what is it with the people who are pulling up to a light, single lane, by, by the way. They wait until the light turns green before they turn on their left-hand signal. What is up with that? Now, you're from New York. You're from the East Coast. I get, no, 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 no. I lived in Michigan. I lived in the whole, you know, Motor City area. I lived in New York for a while. They would never fly in New York. Somebody would back end your car. They would ram into the back of your car. Uh, anybody, I, anybody I know from the East Coast, from Michigan, mm-hmm. anywhere, they cannot stand driving in Portland, Oregon. Oh. Well, it means there are lots of things about Portland, Oregon drivers that are just totally, totally insane. Driving in Portland, Oregon is like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. We, we will make no turn before it's time. Jesus but, what, um, but this one is the one that drives me nuts. You're, you're behind the driver. The light is red. 
there's room that I could move over to the right to maybe get around him if I knew he was turning left. Mm-hmm. What is it with waiting until the light turns green before you put your turn signal on? Yeah. Well, how old was the person? I mean, was this... It, no, no, no. This is... this. I, I run into this probably three to four times a week. And yeah. I'm talking different drivers. And it's because I drive up and down 21st. And I'm usually heading, aiming north to go 20, um, 21st across Broadway. And that light, you know, right where you've got... 7-Eleven and Jiffy Lube across the street and there's this driver sitting right there and you know it's 50-50 chance that he's going to want to go left onto Broadway or go straight through the light but you can never ever ever tell because they don't use their freaking turn signals and so your choice is do I move over to the right hand lane where I'm going to biff some bicyclists or do I wait behind the driver in the left what are my chances of actually getting through the light and I'll tell you, more often than not, you don't. Because the idiot turns on the frickin' turn signal when the light turns green. Well, but I think I think the the bigger problem we have is is bicycles and the cars. Ooh, I mean, ooh don't get yeah. That's that's so my where do you next. Stand I, on that. I mean, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Should am, bicyclists pay road tax? <laughs> Ooh, I they should now if, ever, if all they're doing to spend money on is paint everything green for the bikes and take away a lane of traffic for the bikes and paint a whole bunch of extra crap on the ground for the bikes then yeah, yeah but, why aren't they paying for the paint a car, a car is a lot larger than a bike I mean right. yeah, which is know. why right or wrong if I hit you with my car odds are good I'm going to win why aren't you paying more attention well there is that um you know, I mean, I, here's the thing. When I'm around um, bicycles, I, I, I drive defensively just like mm-hmm. the other guys. You know, like, yeah. you know, the defensive driving that everybody who's like over 30 or something learned that apparently mm-hmm. no one's learned now. Um, you know, uh, so I'm figuring that that guy on the bike's going to do something stupid and I'm yeah. going to end up killing him as a result. Exactly. So I drive very defensively. I'm very because uh, I've seen I've, not just bicyclists but pedestrians do some crazy shit on yeah. the roads, and and I, I don't know I don't know what they're thinking. I know if I get on a bike or I'm pedestrian, I'm lo- I'm like looking about ten different ways, mm-hmm. you know, for the guy who's just zooming up in his trash right. car, you know, to figure out what's going on so i mean i i am really really careful about that because the last thing you want to do is kill somebody exactly unless you know you're feeling it that day i don't know <laughs> i Just feel saying. it every day <laughs> I, I, you don't you take that opportunity to ram into a bicyclist yeah i think the, the favorite thing that I, that I saw and this is with my daughter in the car who wants to be able to bike when from school um and is you know took her bike safety class and has the whole thing right now is that she'll look out the window too and say, "Hmm, there's there's somebody over there." Technology. That's my default. I don't have well for you. Yes, if I say, you know, Portland Media, and I'll, you'll talk to me for about fifteen twenty minutes. About I have nothing media. about Portland Media. <laughs> What's your problem with Portland Media? Portland Media. Nah, nothing. It's lovely. It's a what? lovely day. I just don't like it. I just don't like it when uh, journalists, uh, you know, trash the blogs. That's my pet yes. peeve. 
when you yes, come yeah. on and you start talking about the dirty, unwashed bloggers. And and I don't mean in their pajamas. That. that we must be wearing out of the house. God forbid. Yeah, and it's like it's like stop it. You know, you're 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 telling us that. Yeah, I'm sorry. You work for a newspaper. How long are you going to have a job? You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I well. Well. The, the thing know. about it is that they also don't seem to have any awareness either. I mean, think about like for every, you know, Walter Cronkite, you know, there's somebody who works at the Inquirer who is basically writing fiction but calls it reporting. You know, like just like there are insightful and well-spoken and well-informed journalists in every media, TV, print, whatever. Um, just like there are those journalists, there are those bloggers. And it's like they refuse to accept that because I'm putting it on WordPress instead of on KGW, that somehow what I'm saying is is less valid. And that right. doesn't mean that because I'm a blogger, I am automatically validated. I mean, it's just like journalism. You have to earn your credibility over time, just like anything else. Like if I continue to write things that aren't true, people aren't going to come to me as a source of any sort of pertinent information. And it's exactly the same thing that journalism is. There are people who are respected and you know full of information and insight, and there are people who aren't. You're right. You know, you raise a good point because um, there was a um, – I read something somewhere about – I can't remember who tweeted this and reported it, but it was a research about there's tons of young people going into journalism school, or there appears to be. They're, they're mm-hmm. I mean, people haven't stopped going to – J school. And one of the reasons that they're going to J school was, and I can't remember how it was phrased, but it was, and and if I say it, if I say it the way I read it, it was phrased that they're going there basically to get stardom, kind of to get fame. I mean, it was phrased much differently than that. And I don't mean to, to, to you know trash that but i mean it was and if you look at the the people who are moving to smaller markets and to broadcast i mean these are these are not the walter cronkite looking people no offense but uh, you know it's it's the weatherman who moves to move and then becomes david letterman on late night with david letterman you know it's 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 like it's almost like a means to um you know, get somewhere. And, and I'm not talking about the, you know, this probably isn't the hard nosed journalist. We're probably pissing a lot of people off, but that's okay. I mean, they can come on and talk about it, you know? (laughs) Um, but you know, if you look at the weather, the lifestyle, the, you know, these other kind of what you would, I would call fluffy news. This isn't news you need, right? You need yeah. you need to know about the murders in your neighborhood and what the government's doing, which by the way, journalism has really screwed us on that. I mean, if you yeah. look at the way right now the media is treating, no offense, um I I supported them, I voted for them, but if you look at the pass that the Obama administration gets, um, Absolutely, and, and I'm not talking about Fox News and 
you know, what is it, the Washington Times. I mean, I'm not talking about the crazies. I'm talking about yeah. mainstream media coming in and going, well, hold on a minute. Who's this guy who just got uh, appointed in your administration? You know, simple questions like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the problem is they're not asking that. It's like, why does he deserve it? You know, they're not, it's not like, who is this guy and what sort of factual information can we pass on? It's, who was his nanny? And does he have right. an ex-girlfriend who's on a reality show right now? Like, right. that's the angle everybody's taking. Well, it's all noise, right? The right yeah. creates the noise. The left creates the noise. And it's all us people here in the mainstream that are trying to get the real news and the real facts. Mm-hmm. You know, Betsy, weigh in. You need to weigh in on this. <laughs> Are you still there? Well, I'm actually, I'm still here. I'm reading the chat room, and, and uh, <laughs> a related topic over here is like news is a talk show, and I think that that's why we're that's the place where we're getting to is that when you know serious topics get conflated and deflated down to the level of who is the nanny, you know, where's the birth certificate? Everything goes down to the lowest common denominator. So. What do we do? Do we just fill the channel with noise and wait for people to figure out what's important and what's not? I mean, part of the role that the mainstream media is supposed to be playing here is not only do they um, they help elevate the topics of importance because they've chosen to cover it. So if we've got CNN doing nonstop wall-to-wall coverage of frickin' Balloon Boy, oh, is that God. really... Is that really the most important thing or the, the, the critical issues of the day? Or that is that just people running to, to, to get the sensationalist news that people will pay attention to? Jesus. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a ratings thing, but, and I know that everybody, like, when you listen to old media talk about, you know, the end of media and how media is dying, um, nobody seems to point back to the fact that what I think was probably what should have been the first real slap in the face, so to speak, of media as far as a wake-up call, is when Jon Stewart won a Peabody for excellent news reporting for a show on Comedy Central. By the way, I, I want to... watching Jon Stewart by the way, I, I, I just wanted to say, before we go too far afield here, I'm looking for a Peabody in podcasting. I really am. I'm working. I'm working that. Okay? Okay. So You're trying your camera angles there, too. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you'll need to whip up some own... tears for that. Really? I think you'll need a few fake tears. Oh, no, that's an Oscar. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Was it... Wait a minute. Was or a daytime it, uh, Emmy. I forget which. Was it John Stewart or was it? Um, I thought it was Stephen Colbert. He so won one too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. So, like, yeah, and you know, when when John Stewart was on Crossfire a few years ago, the clip of him on Crossfire that was posted on the internet actually got more viewers than the show itself. And as John Stewart put it at the time. The show that's, you guys are on the cable news network. News is right in the name. The show that comes on before me is puppets making prank phone calls. I remember that. Uh-huh. That, that show's not on anymore, is it? that's a sentence that sticks with me. <clears throat> no, there's no more crank yeah, makers, which is too yeah, bad. He, he actually, I think, did that during the Jim Cramer interview. The, when he got, when he got Cramer on, he, he 
you might have repeated the line before, oh, but I mean that's yeah. yeah. His 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 takedown of Jim Kramer was masterful. It right. was just amazing. It so. was impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, give the guy credit, you know. And the thing I think that's interesting about John Stewart, and part of why I am one of the people who finds him uh, more watchable than some of the other new shows, is that he's fair. Um, he doesn't cut Obama any slack. He was fair to if John sees- McCain, by the way. Very fair, yeah. I think. And and like he, he sort of is, I like to call it being an equal opportunity offender. He doesn't yeah. really think that anybody's off limits, and I find that lovely because he's like the only person on tv who does that anymore well i think that the difference is kelly you're drinking english breakfast i'm over here drinking bourbon you're gonna (laughs) you're gonna say that i'm gonna say the man has balls the man has well that too i mean i mean that's the thing but that's that's a piece of journalism is having the nerve to come out and say something like that like i don't think this is right i'm not sure the government is telling me what i need to hear you know that's the kind of thing that got walter cronkite attention it's the kind of thing that that turned peop- that turned a reporter into a journalist where, was the, the point when you can do that. So, so where's our Woodward and Bernstein? That's what I'm saying. Seriously, Betsy, uh, are they I, on I the blogs? Know. Are they bloggers? They could be. They could be. I think that some of the stuff that um, um, blanking on the names right now. I think Talking Points Memo does some interesting stuff, although I haven't, to be honest, followed in a while. Um, I think that people will pick up, um, bloggers will pick up topics. I mean, we see this time and time and time again, where somebody will pick up a story and run it on a blog, and the next thing you know, mainstream media jumps in and covers it as if they discovered the story. And we've just got to get used to that, because it's going to continue to happen. But the reality is, we got there first. We got that story. Um, we're the ones who may be closer to the story, we may not have the complete objective credibility. Um, or I want to say, I want to, let me step back. We may not be objective, but hopefully um, those people who really care about what they're doing will have established the credibility, will try to maintain the balance, and you'll get there because of your reputation to do good work um, while still being opinionated. And that's the thing. And I and I said this before, and I was joking, but I think it's really true. We just got to get some some balls. You know, this is what I this is what I believe. This is what I've learned. This is what I stand for. Here is my opinion. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Well, so I mean, here's the deal. You have to fund this, right? We mm-hmm. all know that. And. Um, uh, no, I like the cash flow negative model, baby. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> it's uh, what I'm living. But. Well, yeah. But we have to fund this. And the bottom line is, uh, you know, it, news has always been this lost leader. Um, you know, and ever since NBC was acquired by GE and, you know, I'm sure there's other examples. Uh, you just can't do the investigative reporting that you need to do. I mean, when you've got the mother corporation sitting there going, you'll run this story, you won't run this story. I mean, it's all economics. This whole thing is economics. And I, I don't think, what? I don't blame the germ- I journalists. Think I think really? that's a cop-up. I think that's a cop-up. I do. Oh, when you're talking that much money? I, well, I think that I think it's easy for the people who work for NBC to say we can't do this because the mothership won't let Jim us. Jim Lehrer, brought to you by Archer Daniels Midland. Right. 
<laughs> I think there's I think there's a level of collision An endowment. and I think there's a level of um going along to get along because you've got your job, you've got your mortgage, you've got your kids in school. You know already that they killed the last five stories. Do you really want to go up to the plate for the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth? Probably not. So then you have a decision to make if you're a journalist, you really believe in what you're doing. Do you take that pay cut? Do you go out and try to do it on your own? Or do you do, do you just go along with the, with, the, with the flow? And a lot of people who are good people um, who have the training have decided to go along with the flow. So what that means to us, instead of yelling at them to get off their ass and do it the right way, we got to go out and find a different source. Go out and find people who are willing to speak truth. Don't give them the credibility. Don't look at them and say, you ought to be doing a better job. If they're not doing a better job, find somebody who will. Yeah. And that's me after that's, half a glass of basil Hayden. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, people got to get paid. I mean, when you're, you're looking at, you know, first of all, oh, God. You well, know. Here's the thing. I've been in the media business for 20 years now. I no longer have a subscription to the Oregonian. I don't, can't tell you the last time I watched mainstream news. Yep. Um, I get my news from the Internet. I get my news from podcasts. I get my news from conversation. I get my news from people who will say, you need to read this story here. You need to go read this coverage over there. So I don't have loyalty to any one particular station or channel. And when I say channel, I mean, you know, news channel like the Oregonian, um, um, AP news or that news. I think the closest allegiance I have to any information source right now, single information source, is probably John Stewart. Because hmm. I know that he's going to be able to take this story and say, here's the spin they originally tried to push. Here's me doing the behind the scenes digging. And here are the things that you might want to consider if you just read this and accepted that at face value. But it requires that we all apply our brains and figure out what's important and what's not. Now, can most of us do that? I don't know. I run into some really stupid people out there who are used to being spoon-fed. So, so where's your go-to? Yeah. We uh, did, yeah. On, on the web. I don't have any answers. I just have brands. Yeah, but, <laughs> but tell us, uh, who's your go-to on the web? I mean, where? so when you sit down, you used to read the paper, right? I did. So... The running joke Every is that morning. I liked Steve Woodward and I wanted to help pay his salary. Um, there were lots of people at the Oregonian that I liked and appreciated, and I wanted to help keep that model afloat. Um, that, and if you believe their advertising and part of it's true, I wanted to be able to get, to get the coupon in the Sunday paper. Um, so, And there's a lot of good um, non-news coverage that the Oregonian does a very good job of aggregating and bringing you. Um, again, you have to apply your own... Um, filter to it so that I'm going to read Karen Brooks talking about a restaurant and I'll know, mm, I don't believe it's all that. Um, but it's only because I'm paying attention and I'm able to, to separate out the good stuff from the not so good stuff. So, um, well, isn't this beyond, um, the restaurant review? Because, you know, the restaurant review isn't people dying in the streets. I'm sorry. Same with the uh, book review. And I mean, some I people and, and folks, when I was in college, I was studying music, so I know a little bit about the li- liberal arts, okay? I sure. mean, I, I'm just saying, I just want to say that, I'm, you know. But here's the thing. I'm talking about the real news reporting, the government, 
Um, uh-huh. What in the heck we're the, doing in Afghanistan and Iraq? I mean, these sorts of things. What are we doing in the world? So, so the restaurant review. I mean, you know, uh, if you want to read tech, you can read Tarosi, right? The Silicon Florist, right. and and well, Jim, you end he's up separating not, it up by topic. But he's not doing like he's not going out and digging up the dirt necessarily. But he's. Right. Making you familiar with nice what's going on, right? And that that's good information because you're exposed to those companies, and that's interesting to see. <laughs> Same with the books or the literature. I mean, the the weather, right? I'm talking about the real news. The the, but here's the, the, the stuff thing. that the national know, news can be gotten anywhere. The the gap that we have right now is the where, local news. Where can the national news? Where can national the news? Na- you can get the national news all over the place online. Yeah, Just but pick I mean, your, it's, you know, pick your favorite. What you don't get, what you to, don't have, is I, good, decent local coverage. Right. Well, I mean, well, I, you say you can get the national news. You know, mm-hmm. there used to be those trusted sources that you could right. get the national news. You know, I mean, even even on television, right? Uh, and so that's gone. NPR. I mean, for me, for me, um, I don't have a, part of it for me is, is I think they've gone soft. I think NPR has gone soft. I haven't I listened listen to, to NPR anymore. in two plus years now. And that's because I've got my um, iPhone plugged into my car stereo and everything right. I do is based on what it is I want to listen to. So, right. I just think that uh, I, so. I think they've gotten soft. I mean, you turn on, like if you turn it on on the radio and there's just this, this stuff that's, I, I can't explain it. It's it's just non-offensive, right? Mm-hmm. It's not stuff that you're going to go, oh, get, you know, no one no one can get mad anymore when they listen to the news. And we don't oh, want to offend okay. anyone, you know? I just, I don't know. I'm just saying, I, I think they've gone really soft. Oh, I agree. I agree because they're playing to the lowest common denominator. I mean, they have to. If you're losing your audience left over right, you have to drive dive down to the, the to a non offensive stance because you can't risk alienating the the last few people who are still paying for your product. So uh, so is reporting going it's, to be? It's preserving the base. So is reporting going to be aggregating uh, Betsy and Doctor Normal and Verso and everyone else uh, aggregating what's going on in the neighborhood and getting the true story? Is that the future? Mm, it's not. It's not a pure aggregation. I think that what what you, still you need, need to do is it, there's there still needs to be somebody. There still needs to be a filter. There still needs to be somebody who says, "I trust these people," and I know that you are an expert in, let's say, school politics and school issues, right. and I know that you are an expert in, you know, traffic, and I know that you are an expert in what is happening in the bicycling scene, and you are the people that I want to be doing content for me. And we'll aggregate it together. I mean, here's the, the thing. Aggregation doesn't mean that you leave your brain behind. You still have to make critical decisions about what's good and what's bad. Because you don't want to aggregate everything and then have people wade through the fire hose to figure out what, you know, 2% of what they're reading is actually valuable. There still will need to be editors, filters, people with intelligence to make good decisions and to package the information. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I haven't written on our PDX in two months. I still spent a ton of time 
putting together the content that's there and presenting it and making it easier for people to consume. We should do a shout out right there. There's a role for that. There's a role for that. We're not, we're not doing proper introductions, but Betsy can be found at rpdx.com. O U R P D X.com. That is her blog. How would you describe RPDX? Well, unfortunately, we have been slack in the last couple of months, and part of that is because I've put myself in that role of aggregator and, and gen mother, and, and I've been swamped with a bunch of other things. So, oh, tell me about look it. For a, a, look for an RPDX.2.0 coming to you soon, because we've got some good stuff coming in under the hood. But it really is trying to get local people from with their perspectives and their voices talking about the city they love. So, so I want to just say something. Yeah, we don't pretend to be objective at all. Well, no, and 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 no one is, right? That's yeah. the whole point. And when you talk about going to the local, you know, the bike, the guys who are doing the bike, bike Portland or whatever, okay. they're all going to have a bias. But sure. you you said something about the fire hose, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's purely a technical problem. I think that that's a problem that can relatively easily be solved on the web. I mean, if you look at the amazing tools that we have at our disposal and the tools that will come um, in the future, um, provided someone or some entity doesn't come in there and find a great way to mm-hmm. game the system. Who's going to train the people to use the tools? That's true. Um, and I, I, now you're talking about saying- a stratified society. You know, a society that turns on, still is turning on the boob tube, and a society that's uh, tech savvy. Well, I, see, here's the deal. I don't. Th- I think that I think that some of it is a question of intelligence. Some of it is a question of interest. I think a lot of it is who has the the time. Who has the time? I don't have. I mean, I'm a very smart person. I know that I can sit down and spend 15 minutes figuring out how to do Yahoo pipes, or I can probably, you know, buy Nate Dinero a drink and he'll walk me through it. I don't have the time. I don't have the time. But that's a business opportunity. Yeah, that's something you can sell. It's like you have a mechanic who you, you don't try to. I don't try to change the oil in my own car. I probably could. I don't. I drive to Oil Can Henry's and they do it for me. Using a fork fly coupon, by the way. <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> um, Didn't mean to be throwing this product on this podcast. <laughs> um, but that's a good point. Um, you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, sitting down with someone. I mean, those people are out there, and those businesses are about to uh, to break. I mean, that's that's something. That's a need that will be satisfied. And someone will step in and make a livelihood at that need. Um, as much as I am depressed about the state of journalism and media today, I am also very encouraged by those dirty pajama-wearing younger kids <laughs> and the web. Um, I'm optimistic because... One thing I see is that you can't uh, pull the wool over their eyes. They know what's going on. They know how to get on the web and, and figure this out. And uh, and it's encouraging. I mean, the people I worry about more is my generation that just will never get it and will never change. 
you know. Yeah, my mom. My mom. Well, and you know, it, 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 there, there are different people in different generations, right? It, I mean, there are some, you know, it, the, the people we see at journalism camps and bar camps, you know, span the age range. We span the age range here. So it's not necessarily an ageist thing, you know, and there's a lot, the, 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 something I told Steve Woodward, uh, quite a while back, um, as, you know, he announced his retirement on SLL last year as a as a guest, and he's a fascinating guy with tons of experience mm-hmm. as a reporter. Yes. And I said, you know, you're you're the guy to help fix this. You're the guy to make it happen because this isn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You're the guy to help us lead the way. You get what's happening on the web you get that this is changing but you need to bring your expertise um to this evolution um we can't just do it by ourselves i think it's also desire i think that's part of it is steve took the time to learn about twitter and learn about you know other sorts of technology that he could be using and you know is not 20 you know, for lack of a better way to describe it. And, and he's somebody who is valid and interesting and has a particular viewpoint on this because he also has all of his experience to draw from. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another piece of what makes him really interesting is because he has a desire to learn more. He sat down one day and went, you know, the kids are on the Twitter and I probably ought to understand a little bit about what that is. And, you know, sat down and went for it. And that's really all a lot of people have to do. And I wonder if part of the issue isn't, isn't also, um, that like what I have, some people, you know, what I have works and if it ain't broke, you know, then you know, if it ain't broken, I ain't broke, then I'm certainly not going to screw with what I'm doing. And I think there's probably a certain amount of that as well. It's the same thing we see anytime anything evolves when, <clears throat> uh, when, when television came along and people thought radio was going to die and it didn't. And when, um, you know, when newspapers became really common and people thought like other things were going to die because of that. And, you know, like every time there's an evolution, the people who are in charge are the ones who run around screaming about it dying and are the ones who try to sue and try to make it illegal, you know, just because it's evolution. And the evolution just means that these guys may get left behind. And if they're not interested in trying to improve anything, then that's how things like Napster get popular. And, you know, iTunes just proves that there are people out there who will pay for music. You know, it just has to be the right price and it has to be something I can, you know, maybe the demand of the consumer has changed, but the consumer is still trying very hard to give the record industry money. And I think it's the same thing with news. If I could find a source of news and pay them to give me the kind of information that I'm looking for, I would be happy to pay them. They just are not out there right now. And I think it's the same sort of thing. If, you know, the people who are currently in charge of mainstream media, I think somebody at at uh, one of the journalism events here in town said, pale, stale, and male. And as mm-hmm. long as that's who's that making one. all, yeah, as, as long as that's who's making all the decisions, this that's where we're going to be. You know, it ain't broke and I ain't broke. So why should I care if I set up blogging for my reporters? Why should I care if, you know, 
I don't, you know, if I'm getting the scoop on the other local papers, but I'm still two days behind everybody on the blogs, then, you know, if you're not going to be willing to embrace the new technology, when it comes around and turns out you've shot yourself in the foot by doing that, you really don't have a right to be surprised or complain. I think those are important things to consider in all of this as well. Betsy, your reaction? Well, you know, I think that there are, again, people in mainstream news organizations who get it, um, Mm -hmm. who um, are doing what they can around the edges to try to affect change. Um, And I won't go into, because I've told this way too many times before, the the story of um, Oregon Live versus the Oregonian. Where Where are we at with that? Well, I don't know if it's a question of where we are at with that. There's been some improvements. They've added some multimedia. There have been some improvements. And a lot of this is from people at the the paper trying to have more say into what the website looks like, which was not at all the way that it was supposed to be when Oregon Live started 12-plus years ago. So for those Um, people who are not versed in this, and there may be some. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've told this story so many I times. I know, and we need, we need to better on the back story here. So the Oregonian is the last major market newspaper in Portland and in the state of Oregon. Um, their website is OregonLive.com, and it is not directly run by the Oregonian paper it is run yeah. by a company in New Jersey, correct, Betsy? Yes. Well, what it is is that you've got uh, the Newhouse family sits on top of their Newhouse media empire. Um, you've got Newhouse newspapers as one branch. Advanced Internet is a, a, a second branch. They're like cousins, okay? So underneath Newhouse newspapers, you have um, the Oregonian. And underneath Advanced Internet, you have Oregon Live. And the way that this was explained to me when I hired on, and I was actually Oregon Live's first editor-in-chief, was that many other major media companies have layers upon layers upon layers of, of um, VPs. Um, the Newhouse family believes that instead you need layers upon layers upon layers of lawyers. And they were very, very concerned about antitrust issues at the time, and they still are. Um, so the way that Oregon Live was set up was a um, a, sec- a second cousin twice removed. Their role was to license the content from the Oregonian and also include other content and other interactive sources as well. And in return, they advertised within the paper itself. But when I first got there, there was no cross-communication whatsoever. Um, if I wanted to talk to somebody down like Jonathan Nicholas, for example, I had to call his manager. Actually, I had to start higher up and then work my way back down the chain. I couldn't just talk to him directly. By that same token, people at the paper could not call us directly, and they had no control over what we ended up doing with their stuff. Um, and for I, I know for, for, for a fact that this was incredibly frustrating to a lot of people who worked at the Oregonian as they're sitting here watching their colleagues in other newspapers and other markets have a much greater role in what that interactive, what that online element looked like, they had their hands completely and totally tied. Um, by that same token, um, as Oregon Lives editor, I was frustrated 
um, by the direction that I was getting from New Jersey in a lot of cases. Um, I came to Oregon very excited to learn about this market, about these people, what people wanted to see. Um, I tried to, when we, we were a little stealth about how we work with the paper, um, I tried to make sure that we were not bastardizing their stuff. Um, cause I had to live and work alongside these people and I wanted them to like it. So I was like, I wanted to be much more collegial now than that I ever do now. Um, cause I'm a bitch. Um, but, uh, the reality is that I would get calls from Jersey saying, why do you have a story about salmon on the homepage? And can't you just rewrite that headline? And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to rewrite somebody else's work. I didn't do that. Um, the other lovely conversation I remember having is why don't you guys have more about sports? You know, why aren't you covering more major league sports? Well, at the time, um, the Blazers were the only professional team in town. At the time, Paul Allen was pulling seats out of the Rose Quarter in order to guarantee a sellout. Um, the team was really doing horrible. This is even before the jail blazer um, um, element. So, but this, they were just bad. They were just bad. And I said, what do you expect me to do? Um, well, pick up and start talking about San Francisco's sports teams. Pick up and start talking about Seattle's teams. I said, do you understand that here in Oregon, people are into participatory sports? They bike, they hike. And I started a bike section and I got a lot of, what do you, what do you mean? Bicycles are something you do on the weekend with your kids. Um, and so there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of battles there. I remember this line at one point, um, the the very vociferous guy in Jersey came back to me and just said, this is America, damn it, everyone loves sports. And I was like, oh, here we go. But so I, we were, I want to yeah, jump we in, though. I want to jump yeah. in here. I mean, yeah, that, that was a while ago. It was a while ago. And I did put the Oregon Live um, mm-hmm. site uh, online for a minute. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, You're going to be and, editing this after the fact, aren't you? <laughs> uh, probably not. At least the audio. Oh, okay. But, I feel like uh, I'm going on and on and on and on and on. But, uh, yeah, welcome to the Gilmore Gang, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm Steve <laughs> Gilmore, and uh, and Cammy Chaos is pissed. Um, <laughs> but what I was going to say is, you know, I've heard that things have changed. Um, you know, I so I mean, paper, and that people, was a, the paper are trying to get more control. They've been trying to wrestle right. out more control. And we've heard uh, here and there that that uh, folks at the paper have said that uh, that they have they have more influence in the stories yeah. that go up on Oregon Live. Uh, I, I think the key piece is that this is owned somewhere else, and this company owns, I believe, other papers' websites as well. Yeah, and you know that's somewhat could be problematic but and people complain the website itself is oftentimes very hard to to navigate mm-hmm. um yeah. you know so in steps um other entities are pdx um mm-hmm. pdx pipeline for events we also have I, I i didn't attend but you also have the portlander that's basically mm-hmm. aggregating stories right. i was um, actually that at the um, thing on thursday night how'd that go it went well there were about 25 to 30 people there i think that um abraham's going to continue to have them at the rose and thistle it was a decent space so what is um, that tell us what um, that is the, well, what had happened was that Jeremiah Kastner, who is one of the two founders of the Portlander, came to talk about the Portlander and what they are doing and where they want to go. And 
Um, apparently they've gotten some funding. They've gotten, like uh, he said, a six-figure round of funding that's, that uh, will be closing momentarily and more funding on the way and plans to take it national. And, um, and there were lots of people asking lots of very pointed questions uh, because of the aggregation model, um, because they are, in fact, taking other people's content and pushing it out there. Uh, and I know that they have wrestled with how to do that, um, respecting fair use and making sure they take a little bit of the content and then link back to the original source and how they credit that original so- um, content and trying to figure out a revenue stream that makes sense so that if you, for example, are sending your content their way, um, you then get or sign up to get Google AdSense revenue for the ads that display on your content pages. And so he was talking about that particular model. Um, but there were a lot of very, very pointed questions asked by the journalists and the, the people in the room. Um, I made an opportunity to ask the, the one question that I was really curious about. And this is because I know about funding sources when you get angel investors, when you get, um, it never comes without strings attached. And so I said, so what are your investors requiring of you um, as an entity? And what I heard back is they're requiring that they put in somebody with media experience um, to head up the venture itself. So they're looking at hiring somebody who's got commercial mainstream experience to come in and help run this thing. So they're, they're, they're going to hire? Mm-hmm. A CEO. And their whole model is um, aggregation, which is mm-hmm. what we hear is where the money's at, right? Google aggregation. I mean, this is the thing that the AP had such a heart attack over. Yeah. Well, on that note. <laughs> well, I mean, the reality is with Google AdSense or Google, Google advertising revenue, you're not going to get a whole lot if you are one of many, 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 many content providers on a single site, um, depending on how much traffic that site is able to drive through. And so it's still going to be incumbent on you to promote your own stuff because they'll do some of it for you, but they're just going to package it up in a very nice little package. So, um, and you're still going to have to try to figure out how to make that into a revenue source for you. Um, and it's, it's going to take a fair amount of manual, you know, hard work right now. The mm-hmm. models out there are out there. I mean, I joke around about that on my personal blog. The thing that kept me afloat for the longest time, um, especially during the summer months, was my mojito recipe. Because Google loved my mojito recipe. Right. And I would get, you know, thousands of people a day looking for my mojito recipe. And because I had Blogger ad on my site, I was getting, you know, monthly little deposits of, you know, $50 here, $75 there. That's fine. I'll get that money. It's November. Nobody's drinking the freaking mojitos. I've got to figure something else out here. Um, so, anyway, it's, it's you know, hard work. Well, folks, I think it's about time to, uh, to wrap this up. Uh, I have no idea. I had to restart the uh, recorder. Um, so I have no idea how long we've been going. It's at least 40 minutes and then probably another 20. So we've probably been going for an hour. Um, I will say this right now. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> um, uh, then again, uh, and, and hopefully, uh, we will be back tomorrow cause I'm, I'm in this Napa Pomo 
thing. Um, so tomorrow is Monday, so we'll be doing something tomorrow. I'm guessing that it'll be this, unless I have some other bright idea. Um, I'll spare you. I won't be back. <laughs> well, uh, tomorrow, I think uh, I'm chatting here. We might have Luke Leffler, Broken Hours, to talk about. Uh, he's doing some interesting things in uh, podcasting and uh, open mic stuff, and I'm kind of excited. We, I met him through Napod Pomo um, and found out he was a Portland podcaster and audio uh, um, artist. And uh, I briefly met him in person at WordCamp. <laughs> so we have yet to meet and sit down and, and talk uh, one-on-one, and I'm excited to uh, get him on and, and talk to him about what he's doing and what he's up to. I've listened to some of his work uh, before, and he's quite an audio artist. Um in the meantime, this is just fluid. Uh, like I said, thank you very much for joining the Gilmore gang. I'm Steve Gilmore. Uh, <laughs> my little joke. Um, but, uh, you know. Please, dear God, say I'm not that woman with the sprayed hairspray thing all I, over her head. Which oh, one's it? Eleanor or somebody? Who's the woman who's got wearing the helmet? Ooh, I don't know. Is that Gilmore gang or is that like um, your yeah. NPR? McLaughlin group? Yeah, yeah. maybe. We'll have to do the McLaughlin group soon. So tomorrow we'll be back. I don't know what we're doing for Tuesday because Tuesday is when we record Meme PDX. So I'm thinking we got to do something there. And um, and I'm really, really uh, happy that I was joined by Verso and Betsy Wim. Uh, thank you. Come You're back welcome. again. Uh, it was interesting. I think this is the real-time web. This is how it goes. So, Yep. <laughs> say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.